Hi, everybody. Angie here, your host to Angie Jean Speaks. And I'm back. I'm back to deliver one last capstone episode. And I think this is the end of Angie Jean Speaks. I'm not positive. You never know. I might get like a wild hair. But I just wanted to hop on to express my gratitude, emotions right now, you guys. They're I have so much on my mind right now. I can't even like, <laughs> I can't even speak well. Um, I'm sitting in my car. I went on a Starbucks run this morning and I'm just drinking my bougie iced coffee right now in my car. And I just felt pulled right now to like lay this out and just tell you guys like the, the final chapter of my story. Um, it's so beautiful and I've just had so much happen in these last few years. So it's so crazy. I just, I don't even know where to start really. And I, I usually like type all my like emotions out and everything out first. And then I kind of like read it back to you almost like I'm having a conversation, um, with myself in that way. But today I'm just talking to you freely and openly. So it is not going to be perfect, but you know what? Nobody is. And it doesn't have to be perfect. This is just, you know, like my heart and gosh, I'm getting like emotional already. Woo. Okay. I'm going to get through this because you guys, it's really beautiful. And it's been two years since I've recorded an episode. How crazy is that? Two years. And just with those first six episodes, I had 1500 plays. And my goal with it was just to reach other people who were struggling with narcissism or you know, parents or loved ones or significant others with like borderline personality disorder or honestly, even just like being a trauma child or being in situations as a child and you're starting to process those as, as an adult now, it's really, it's really hard and it's okay that it's hard. Um, there's resources and tools and things you can do, um, like starting a podcast as an example. Um, I just, my journey with this, I just kind of want to talk through like steps that I took to heal and how I'm at a place of peace right now, which is just so crazy beautiful. But what I was going to say with reaching so many of you, it's just been really beautiful knowing that I can, you know, be in your ear and, um, hopefully just relate to you and have you not feel so alone if you are going through something like that. Um, I reach people in other countries and I'm like, how is that a thing? Like, it's just so cool to hear and see like the stats on my podcast. Like you guys have never done a podcast in my life. I'm like, I literally Googled, um, how to create a podcast. Like, what do I do? And I found anchor and anchor has been amazing. And I recorded six episodes and I, it was like a dear diary format, as you guys know. Um, and just listening back to my old episodes, you guys, I haven't gotten through all of them, but um, I just kind of did like a little sampling, even to hear my voice. And I really was still little Angie. And like it was my inner child really coming out and just getting all the anger out of her heart and out of her mind um, and just having a voice to like express herself. And I'll kind of get into my inner child later on in this episode too. But, um, yeah, ultimately just don't give up. If you guys are struggling with this, there are solutions. There are resources that you can do to 
um, get you on the right track to get better and to just feel this freedom that I'm feeling. Um, so, okay, let's get after it, kids. Um, this all started because I was going to do a post um, on Facebook and I started to write out my emotions and I'm like, there's no way I am going to get through a Facebook post with expressing like everything I need to get out. And that was also another reason I did a podcast was because it was kind of this like, you know, like ever evolving space for me to have unlimited words come out and for me to express myself. Um, there is a 30 minute timer on here. So I am going to kind of try to keep this to 30 minutes and I'm already five minutes in. So bear with me, you guys, this is good stuff, but I am just kind of doing this off the cuff. So no rehearsal. I'm just speaking from my heart and, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for all of you who tuned in and supported me through my healing journey because yeah, it was a lot. It was a roller coaster, but you know what? I feel like I'm like at the finish line now and I can finally live my life in peace. So, um, but just to kind of recap, so three years ago, three years ago and like two months, I pushed my mom out of my life. Um, I just had enough of her BS with my family and the letdown and the hurt and the heartbreak that I just pushed her out of our lives completely. And in the last three and a half years or three years, I have only seen my mom in person twice. Um, one was at my uncle's funeral and the other one was just recently, um, like a month ago, um, as my sister had a procedure done and we were all there supporting my sister. But I really did keep my wall up for those three years. I was very in a way stubborn, but also just like dead set on keeping her out of my life and, you know, just really honoring like my family and protecting them and, you know, just being like that, that guardian for them. Um, and at that point I was just processing so much I had gone on through my childhood. Not only was it just that one thing that set me off three years ago, but it was this like tornado of emotion, you guys, and memories from my childhood. It was like a tsunami of like horrible memories that just like flooded my mind and my heart and it just like it took over my life and it was it was very crazy to like start my healing journey as an adult because so many times we like all of us as children like children are so damn resilient you guys and when they're in trauma they're just in survival mode so they don't know that they're in the trauma they just get through it and they push through it but then you have these like revelations when you're as when you're an adult or situations where you're like, oh, I'm not okay. Or like, I don't think that's normal. Or is that really what like adult, my adult self would do or say? Um, and then you start reflecting on your childhood and you're like, oh shit, like I'm a trauma child. Like Googling trauma child. Oh fuck, I'm a trauma child. Okay, I'm a trauma child. Well, that makes you mad. Why the fuck am I a trauma child? Like you just go through these steps, you guys. And you're like, how is that me? Like, I'm such a good human. I have a good heart and I have so much to give this world. Like, why was I a trauma child? Like I'm precious. And since that point too, like my faith has grown so much. So I, I look at myself as truly a child of God and like 
a precious child of God. I'm his child. And that even brings more emotion because I know that, like, even as a parent now, I... I look at my children and I just boy would never put them in situations like my mother did me. But from that point on, you guys, I've just, I've used my resources and I've learned so much. Um, but I did keep my wall up for those full three years. And I want to let you know, you guys, that that's okay to do. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to communicate those boundaries. And if that person doesn't follow them, it's okay for there to be, um, I don't want to say punishment, but like, uh, what's the word? I can't think of my words right now. You guys, I'm all, I have way too many things running in my head, but, um, there's like backlash from it. Like you can stick to your boundaries and have consequences for not following them. You are all adults. Most of you listening, I'm sure, you know, most of you probably with children, if you are doing something to protect your family, stick to your guns you know, follow your heart and like, trust your gut on it. It's, it's right. It is right. Pray about it, figure it out. But like, you don't have to let down your wall, even if they are a parent, like in those, in these last three years, my mom hasn't seen my kids at all. And now that, you know, now that I've seen her in person, I'll kind of get into that. Um, I don't think she'll see my kids for a long time. And that, that boundary will remain, but I've opened the door with her a little bit. And I want to share that with you too. Um, but yeah, so these initial podcasts, I just, I reflected on the situations that she put me in and they weren't fair. Like I said too, like precious little Angie just did not deserve this. She was filled with so much love and silliness in life. And I see that in my kids now, you guys, with Zoe and Miles. And I just wanted so much more for my family and my life and in my heart and people that were in my life. I just wanted the best for them. And I didn't feel like I could give them that if my mom was in my life. So I pushed her out and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I will say that. Um, I didn't know what to do with my emotions. So I started the podcast. I laid it all out. I cried my eyes out and I just spoke my heartbreak to the world. And I, you know, I was swearing, I was bawling my eyes out, but it felt so damn good. And the best part about all of this is that I literally gave zero Fs who listened, who cared, who was appalled. Like I would speak like this about my mom to the public. Like I was on a mission to heal and I didn't really know that at that, at that time, um, like how aggressive (laughs) I was going to get with my process, but it was, it was intense, but this was just phase one. And I'm so proud of myself for getting my emotions out and my anger out like verbally to the world like publicly like it's different when you cast it out onto the world to hear even if nobody listens like you're just getting it physically off your shoulders like I physically felt relief getting all my emotions out from my childhood to situations my mom put me in from sleeping in bars as a child to I was like left at a house in Texas for you know, a couple days and like, I just didn't see my mom and I was at like a stranger's house and just all the men and the marriages and, you know, the manipulation and like the alcohol and the sex and like just all of it. It was just so extreme for me as a child that like I needed to do something drastic to start healing from processing all of this. Um, 
And I'm so proud of myself for having the courage to do this because so many of you can relate to this. And I'm just very, very, very um, proud of myself for that. But so many of you came out of the woodwork too when I started this podcast. Like for the first time, so many of you felt heard. You felt like you weren't alone. And this was the whole point of this. Like not only was it for me to heal, but it was to connect with those who needed a voice in their ear to be like, oh my God, like I know Angie and Angie's a real person and I know her. Like she went through some crazy shit as a child and I did too. Like I, and on the outside, my life does look very polished, but on the inside of my heart, it is just completely, it was, my heart was completely shattered. Um, but you don't ever know what someone's carrying. I mean, I've always been like this bright sunshine in everyone's lives. Truly people are like, oh my God, like I can feel the energy you're giving off. Like just from being in the same room as you, like I have so much energy and like love bursting from my heart, you guys, like truly, but it needed to be healed to like truly have people experience Angie to the fullest. Most importantly, my children, my husband, you know, my friends, my clients with my photography business, um, so much. So, okay, let's get to the good stuff here. So fast forward to that following year. So I created my podcast and that following year, I was still filled with rage, filled with rage. I, um, it was bad, you guys. And to me, the only way of like, getting rid of that rage was to work hard to chase my dreams because my mind was set on building a better life for my family and my children specifically and for myself than what I was given. And, um, it was just so insane. It was like the craziest year ever. Me and my husband, we built a dream home of ours. Um, I, my photography business like took off you guys beyond, um, I just worked my ass off to give my family so much financially that like it was little Angie like digging her way though to success. So I also want to bring up my inner child and I refer to her as little Angie and this might sound crazy. Like it sounds like, like, what are you talking about? Like little Angie, you guys do some research on your inner child and figure out like why your inner, like what what, um, what's the word like triggers your inner child and what, what are the good qualities of your inner child and what are the bad qualities? Because your inner child just needs to be loved and heard and understood and taken care of. And I learned a lot about my inner child through therapy and, um, my therapist is so amazing. You guys, she, every time I go to her, she has given me such amazing like crucial tools to just like live my life better and easier and um I just feel like she gives me tools to like understand my life and it like it's so great so go to therapy if you're struggling don't even question it go to in-person sit-down therapy please um so that year was insane for me I if you can visualize this this is what I picture um, my inner child doing. So I'm in this like deep, dark, like hole or cave or whatever you want to call it. And I'm like (laughs) scratching my way to the top to like, to see all this like sunshine at the top, right? Like I'm stuck in this like hole and I'm 
physically like scraping my way up with all this like anger like I even have like an angry face on like explaining this and describing this like I am pissed off I am so angry I am so mad at my mom that I'm gonna do whatever it takes to build a better life you guys this year for me was so insane for me I was working a full-time job at corporate retail um I was building my side business of photography and at this point it was still like a side side hustle but then further into the year it became full-time we were building our dream home and on top of that we were also living in hotels because we were building our dream home and at the time we decided to Airbnb our house so we lived in hotels and rented an apartment eventually for a year and a half and meanwhile I'm struggling with healing from my mom I have all this built-up anger I don't know what anxiety feels like or what it is um and it just continues to build I'm trying to scratch my way and scrape my way to the, the fucking sunshine to the promised land um and build a better life for my family like me and my husband had tension I had guilt with like not being a good mom because I'm just not giving them enough. I was never enough for anybody. And it led to um, just, you guys, I don't have my words put together fully for this episode and I apologize, but it just led to complete, like a complete implosion, I will say, because it was all internally and it was just so bad. I took on way more in photography that I could even fathom of doing you guys I brought in there was a certain amount of time where I brought in like over 30 grand in photography like for wedding deposits and family bookings within like six weeks I mean it was insane I was hustling and grinding my ass off I one of my student loans paid off I wanted my dream home I wanted to build this beautiful life for my family And ultimately, I just wanted to do better. I wanted to provide for my family in an insane way. And little Angie was just like all crazy. She's like, do it, do it, take it on, get it done. Like, you got this. And that was my fuel, you guys. Like, little Angie was driving my bus of life is what, like, me and my therapist say. So that bus crashed bad. Crashed, burned, exploded into a thousand little pieces. Luckily, I was the only person on it. But... It was so bad, you guys. I had my first panic attack. I literally thought I was dying. Um, I'd never had a panic attack in my life. I had a panic attack. Um, I I worked a full day, and then I drove to a small town in um, Nebraska to shoot an engagement session in the winter. (laughs) It was like end of fall. It was just, it was not good. Um, I don't think I ate anything at all that entire day, just coffee. And then I had a beer with my couple. And then I drove home and I was in the car and I was just like thinking about everything I had to do and how I had to wake up and, you know, do X, Y, and Z and work my full-time job and be a mom and run my business and, you know, try to heal. And, oh, I haven't recorded a podcast episode in a long time. I just truly was taking on way too much. And, um, it was just insane. And I had a panic attack on my drive home. I had to pull over. You guys, I thought I was dying. I called my husband. I was like, I'm dying. I'm like, I'm having a heart attack. And 
I, I don't mean to laugh, but it was like insane, you guys. And my husband drove to the church with my children and just like prayed for me in the parking lot. And that was just an insane moment for me of realization that I'm like, okay, Angie, you're taking way too much on. So then the next morning, um, or that next day I was supposed to drive down to Kansas city to shoot an engagement session and for another couple. And this, I just learned so much from this booking with my, even like with my photography business, I never did talk to the bride over the phone. It was strictly just through her mom, but I, I tried calling the bride and she wouldn't answer. And so I had to text her, which is just like, not okay. Um, but it was my only option and I just needed to take care of myself and do my thing there. Um, but I had to cancel the shoot and the mom calls me that next day, keeping in mind, I just had a panic attack and my chest is like legit, like sore from those muscles from the night before. And, um, it was just so crazy. I, the mom calls me and I answer she, and I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, I'm just going to be very transparent with you. I had a panic attack last night and like my chest is very like tight this morning. Uh, I called my doctor and he wants to run an EKG and they just wanted to do like, you know, the basics to just make sure I, I wasn't, I was fine and just needed, you know, to take, take a day off. Um, so I tell her this, all of my clients, you guys, you guys all like love me as much as I love you. And my photography clients are, are everything to me. They're like my family and they truly become friends. Um, and this mom, you guys called me a pathetic bitch. She threatened to, um, sabotage my business if I don't give her her deposit back. Um, she also said that she will get everyone she knows to write a bad review for my photography business. And I just had nothing left to give at this point. I'm like, you know what? Like it is without question. I will for sure give you your deposit back. Like, I don't want to work with you and that's, that's fine. Like I just, I need to go and take care of myself right now. But you guys like, I have never been like pushed down even harder in a moment of just being so hurt and broken and like not feeling well um, by anyone in my entire life. So I, I'm very strategic with who I let into my life and my business now, but it was just proof that um, people aren't nice and you got to have boundaries. You have to have boundaries and it's okay to say no. It's also okay to fire clients. Like if they're being disrespectful, like you don't need to work for them. Like they don't deserve your talent and your time. Anyway, this lady was pure evil. You guys, I've never felt so like, just like embarrassed and hurt and like targeted as a professional in my entire life. Like the fact that this woman thought she could talk to me without even knowing like who I was in my heart. Keep in mind, I literally prayed for this woman a month prior because they had um, a death in the family. And hurt people hurt people, as we know from this podcast series and this situation alone. Anyway, so fast forward, that season for me was pure hell. So little Angie was driving her bus and she literally crashed it into a fucking river. It was bad. Um, 
but that was like the point of basically no return. Um, so I go into the doctor, everything's fine. Um, he asked me, he's like, so like, I'm pretty sure you had like an anxiety attack. Um, so, you know, like, do you want to explore, you know, maybe becoming medicated or like, how are you feeling? He was very like navigational, I guess, with his, you know, questions and whatnot. Um, so, and I said, no, I was like, you know what? No, um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to be quitting my corporate job here in a couple of weeks. And I think I'm just going to push through. And after that, like, I'll be fine. Um, I left that place, you guys. And I literally got in my car and bawled my eyes out. And I was like, why did you do that, Angie? That was your chance to be like, I need to be medicated to help me through this. And I've just been against medication because I'm stronger than that. Or so I thought. And I was like, Angie, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he is literally a resource here to help you. And you need to take it. And so I left that place without being medicated and helped. So then fast forward two days later, I'm back on the road driving to another photo shoot. I called my doctor and I was like, I have been pushing this opportunity to be helped and saved and just to help me through my anxiety for years, you guys. Like, I had been feeling anxiety for years, even up until, like, the experience with my mom, to the point where, like, it would just stir in my chest so severely that I was like, what is this? Like, it would, it would come up, like, if me and my husband got into a fight with, like, the kids, like, you know, like, fighting or, like, a stressful situation with the kids. And I'm, like, I legit would have to take a deep breath and, like, control my anger because I just had all this built up anger inside of me on top of everything else. So I called him back and I was like, Hey, I need to try something. I'm like, even if we do just like a super low dose of something, I was like, I need help. And I am officially just surrendering. And I, I had like tears in my eyes talking about this because it was like the first time I was like truly, um, open like a hundred percent, like I need help here. Like I need you to help me and I need medication to get there because I truly don't think I could have gotten to a place of peace by myself. Um, so I did get on anxiety meds and this isn't like, it's so crazy because the minute I took them, it was almost like a placebo effect where I felt better instantly. And it like with SSRIs, they don't really kick in until like a month later but in my mind, I just needed help and surrendering like that was just everything to me. It just like helped me take a deep breath and I truly just felt like at ease and okay with like needing help for something. So I, you know, started my journey with like this medication and all of that. And I called back and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I feel so great. And the only thing to him prescribing me any type of medication. He goes, okay. He's like, let's do this. But my only requirement is you have to do therapy too. Little did I know the combination of like my anti-anxiety meds and therapy were truly life-changing for me. Um, and so I started to go to therapy and that truly was like the actual start of my like healing journey, um, of like getting better. I will say like the first like the first year was like processing and like reacting to my emotions in like a very negative way 
Um, but that's okay. Like I forgive myself for, you know, being angry because if I wasn't, if I didn't get those emotions out, they would be internalized inside of me still to this day. Um, okay. So fast forward. So I had a hell year. I took on way too much. I seriously brought in like six plus figures, you guys. Like it was a, it was crazy. I don't even know how to explain it. I paid for, I contributed to our bank account to put down our down payment for our dream home. Like I had cash rolling in like crazy and I was very proud of that. But also like how insane that, that was just me. Like my husband has a fantastic job too, but I was juggling way too much, but I was just like, little Angie was just like tossing her cash around like a little maniac. Like, woo, like what I did, like I'm the best, I'm the queen and you know, whatever. And it's like, dude, no, like you're, you're going to die. You're literally going to kill yourself if you don't slow down. Um, I'm going to have to break you guys and record a second episode because I'm reaching my 30 minute mark, which I did not think I would do, but there's so much more to this story. And I just want to like, you know, give you guys one last like bout of, um, of my heart and just to hear all of it from start to finish. So stay tuned. I'm going to record a second episode from my car, drinking my Starbucks right now. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, second episode is coming in hot for this series. So this is part one. Part two will start here shortly.